0: By a devastating margin of 75% to 25%, the people of the internet have spoken. Josh, the walls of Jericho. Joshua, the tree, protected by the state of California, Rigdon. Our listeners agree, we want to hear that shock jock voice. So take it away, Mr. The Tree. This is your Morning Radio TBD. Let's give the people what they want. It's Morning Radio TBD,
1: a banger of a program. Our top story today: my back fucking hurts. All this and more on Morning Radio TBD.
0: <laughs> Excellent, sir. I I appreciate it. Our listeners appreciate it. The, God, they God. have been re- <laughs> they have been responding to the poll. It is currently seventy five to twenty five percent. There's a few days left on it, but uh, I I don't know how anybody's gonna overcome that that lead. No, I uh, thank thank you to I'm pretty sure four
1: people have voted because i think i know exactly who voted for
0: what <laughs> so i i i'm i'm not here to give away actuals um actuarials don't don't count in in this uh the, the sample size is, is it's not determinative of the results so uh yeah yeah it's uh it's all good sir uh that was i think that was an over the top intro even by
1: my standards like jesus
0: that's okay. That was... It's, you know, the the I the <laughs> options the options were bust my eardrums or I prefer NPR and most people are going with bust my eardrums. So I think you delivered. Got to got to listen to the people, man. You got to listen to the people. Yeah, this is our our show is nothing if not democratic. Welcome
1: to another episode, folks. It is August. If you're in the northern hemisphere, it is the hottest month of the year. Heck, Ugh. it might be the hottest month of the year for the entire globe at this point. I don't even know. It might be the hottest month in history. We are breaking records left and right. Number yeah. 1. Yes. Yes, <laughs> number 1. Woo! Planet Earth. Hottest it's ever been
0: on record. It's if 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 we were in a fashion show, Mugatu would say we're so hot right now.
1: We're so hot right now. I love Mugatu. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Mugatu is great. He invented the piano key necktie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the a member of a Duran Duran is that what it is? Like he was,
0: a, <laughs> he was part of Duran so. Duran, and got kicked out. <laughs> he, yeah, he was in one of those like '80s bands, and yeah, <laughs> 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 he would go on to invent the piano key neck. Mugatu might have the deepest lore of any character in the Zoolander universe, and I, I just don't think he gets enough credit.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That that movie is a gem.
0: An absolute I, I, gem. The first one. I. I don't know that I liked the second one quite as much. I didn't. I, I think they they tried to. And maybe I'm being curmudgeonly, but I think I think they tried to try to like replay most most of the jokes. But like the first, the first movie, the first Zoolander movie is a it is a gem.
1: It's yeah. It's it's fantastic. Uh, shout out Indeed. to Owen Wilson, uh, <laughs> Ben Stiller as Hansel, Ben Stiller's dad. I wanna, RIP. I,
0: I yeah I know. I I, I want to know where they came up with the name Zoolander Derek Zoolander like how was that who invented that we might have to do a deep dive on that movie at some point I don't know we might yeah we've we've got a lot uh, a lot of ground to cover um today but uh at at some point we'll have to we'll have to dig into Zoolander a little bit more um how things going over there well uh let's like I'll just get into our top story
1: uh my back hurts I have uh (laughs) two I have two herniated discs my bottom two vertebrae
0: oh oh my god dude so
1: i've had that for a long time i had like back-to-back injuries in my early 20s like i might have been 20 when when the injuries happened. but when you get injured when you're young what do you do do you go to the doctor nah health insurance wasn't mandatory back then uh half of us got paid under the table (laughs) you know so you that's, just that's right. Yeah. But I did a full I was working I worked in the kitchen of a restaurant and I'm carrying a okay. tray of rotisserie chickens and I slip I slip on the kitchen floor and I do a full looney tune whoop bam right on my back. And that's what I was oh, struck by at the moment ow. was I was like how cartoonish was this fall? And <laughs> I bounced back relatively quick cuz I'm on shift and have things to do. I'm not familiar with stuff like on the job injury, workman's comp stuff like that yep. uh, and then you know and yeah. that just that that kind of screwed me for life. so now periodically I um, pull my back and have to deal with oh. a week of recovery just to get myself to be semi-functional again. So this week has sucked yeah it, it acted uh. up on me in the middle of a trip and I still had like one day of flying left to do. And it got progressively worse oh, each flight. Yeah. It was awful. So I was I was dying by the time I got home. I I was, I was looking for you know somebody to cremate my corpse. It was it, it was not fun.
0: <laughs> I mean, what is your what's your doc say? Like, is is there anything that they can do like from a surgical approach that could help alleviate some of that? I mean, like herniated discs can be fixed. They're just it's not fun. Well, once you Go surgery, that's it. Um, yeah. You're kind of
1: stuck for life. And so all the focus has been, let's try to do what we can so that you don't have to get surgery. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, you're just kind of screwed once you go the surgical route. And it's my back, it's my but spinal and- column. <laughs> I'm not, not too keen on doing yeah. that unless...
0: <laughs> well i i think and and this is just from uh because my, my dad had had a, a herniated disc in his neck and i think what they do is they they just end up fusing the plates or the the um the vertebrae together so you lose a little bit of range of motion but i don't think they're going like into the spinal cord like column or anything like that at least not to my knowledge i just i could be wrong i'm not an md hashtag not medical advice hashtag not doctor hashtag not medical advice yeah not a doctor please if you're having back pain consult with a physician not this podcast (laughs) so it's just a matter of
1: uh the the discs have to stop bulging out and then the mainly it's it's the muscles all the muscles that seize up to protect your spine now it's just a process of trying to get them to chill the hell out and yeah that's a process so sitting in this chair for an hour sorry dude fun
0: (laughs) We'll, <laughs> we'll try and make it go by quick. <laughs> I've been
1: laid up on my couch, like watching World Cup, being bitter because I'm like, oh, yeah, you bitches can all run around and, you know, probably touch your toes without a problem. Oh, look, the goalie can actually dive and catch the ball. Oh, good for you. Where's my ice pack?
0: Oh, I know, right? Like, yeah, it's just watching jealousy <laughs> at the, the sports. Talk about how, like, you know, back in 82, if coach had put you in, you'd have gone state, probably pro. Back in your day you used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Yeah. Now I, I can't even bend it like Beckham anymore. Sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, no good, man. No no good, sir. But anyway, enough about me.
1: Let's move on to uh,
0: to you, sir. You just got back from a trip yeah uh, i was in rhode island this last weekend Uh, it was really really nice um one so it was it was bloody hot the first two days which i as we've discussed it's kind of hot everywhere but then some storms moved through and josh i I had forgotten what this experience is like the storms came through on a cold front which broke the heat wave so the next several days were like beautiful to be outside and i was like that's right there used to be a time in my life that I remember that when a thunderstorm came through, it ushered in colder weather with it. And like, and obviously it was never like cold. I mean, we got down into the the high 50s at night, um, you know, like 58, 59. So you wake up and it's, you know, low 60s. You can sit outside and have coffee in the morning. And, um, you know, it's it, it was very nice being out. We had a, a number of cookouts. Um, uh, maybe it was just the one, but. It felt like a lot of familial gatherings in the yard and, and for meals and all that, but had a cookout and uh, backyard barbecue kind of thing. That was lovely. Um, I got to meet um, some more of the people in my girlfriend's life because she's from uh, New England. and so I uh, you know every time we go back, I get to meet a little bit more of the, the people in, in her life, like her friends and family. And so um, it's always a good chance to to be able to do that. Um, we went to the drive-in one night. Uh, which was great because again it was cool, like you know low sixties, so it was a beautiful night to be at the drive-in and <sighs> saw Barbie. Um, so I do have thoughts and opinions on on Barbie that are founded in my own experience and not uh, what somebody tweeted about uh, a review headline. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and except for I I don't know if this is the the right space to air my grievances, except for one fucking nightmare travel day the whole trip was actually quite lovely I had a great time like I actually came back and realized how much more relaxed I was than I'm uh, going into like I feel like my brain is working better um, I think I really needed to just step away from everything for a few days and just clear the cobwebs and I, I feel great um, I, had a, a, I had a wonderful time that's amazing that's and that's what
1: I think more people need is to be able to step away decompress uh, you know turn yeah. off the work notifications. And just like be mm-hmm.
0: off. Yeah. I mean, and and, and like the thing, I made it clear with like the, the volunteer organizations that I write for, and I made it clear to my job, like I was like, I, I will not be present during these because I only missed three business days. Um so it's not like I was, you know, from a work standpoint gone forever or anything like that. Um, but I, I was like, hey, I'm I'm not gonna be available during this time. One, because I just like I, I don't wanna even set that precedent. Um, but two, like legitimately some of the areas that we were in, it's just not super reliable internet access. And so, um, yeah, I, I took no work notifications. I came in um, knowing that I wanted to do a little bit of writing and I had some time to do that. But there wasn't I never felt like I was never putting pressure on myself to like get word counts in or not. I just I wrote when I wanted to. I read when I wanted to. Um, it was yeah, it was just it was it was nice. Just turned everything off.
1: Right on. I feel like my my wife yeah, kind of had
0: a similar experience. Uh,
1: when we went to Canada, we were up in Canada for almost a week, mm. and just I yeah, think her being yeah, her being up in Canada in her roots, being with her family, which is mm-hmm. very close. It just it, it further reinforced. You know, when she came back, she was like, "This is not the life I want." I'm like, "Well, do you want to move to Canada?" She's like, "Well, no." I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And 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 I think I realized like from similarly like um, being out in like rural Rhode Island um, at at some points uh, and um, also just even like the town that my my girlfriend is from is it's Cranston it's not a it's not big so there's lots of green space all around Um, so you can just see you can just you just feel like you have more breathing space and I think that's part of for me what helped with like the relaxation was just getting the hell out of the city. And feeling like I had breathing space again, and um, like like Annie said, it just it it makes me realize it's like you know I I don't want I don't want a life where I I am um, attached to a city. I I need to be I need to be outside of it because it's just I feel claustrophobic. Rhode Island's great until the geese swoop in. Well, I mean you could say that about anywhere.
1: Yes, that's true. They just <laughs> in the winter there's a lot of geese. Make everything worse. Yeah. A lot of geese.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't care where you are. Geese and they are, are
1: terrible. <laughs> they're shitting all over the lawn. It's I, <laughs> literally I, it's awful.
0: I don't bear ill will towards many animals. Um geese I bear ill will too. Like geese can fuck all the way off. I had a dream the other day
1: that we were raising okay. a pig and a goose. Don't know why. We didn't have a farm. <laughs> it was just a piglet. Okay. And, you know, yeah. a gosling. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. a gosling, yep. The goose grew up. It was a ba- wonderful baby goose, like cuddly
0: as fuck, all that good stuff.
1: Grew up, became a fucking okay. asshole, and it was my nemesis by the end I, of I the think dream,
0: it... <laughs> based on true story. So it's a wonderful dream. I, I was going to say, I love the 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 entire story arc that you get there. I got to say, Josh, um, I find it terribly ironic that the rudest geese on the planet are Canadian geese. <laughs> are they the rudest? I wonder. I wonder. I want to actually do a dive now, which of of
1: all the different uh, geese species out there are
0: Canadian geese the worst. Geese species. Geese species. Yeah, no, I think a hundred percent. hundred percent. I think Canadian geese are the worst. They're terrible. They're they just, just terrible. They're beautiful.
1: All right. Well, our, so our, I, yeah, we're relaxed. We're happy. Then we yeah. come back
0: to our real lives, and uh, we have to <laughs> deal with the crap. Right. Yeah, let's let's get into this because it has not been an inconsequential week since we last talked. And and I know like we we're always sort of like sprawling in terms of what our topics are. We tend to stick a little bit to some news commentary, which is the genre I always put us in, and like uh pop culture and, and politics. And it has been an interesting political fortnight. So uh you uh you want to get us started? Well, I want to I need to find a pithy title for it uh the
1: segment that i like okay. to currently call Florida's failed state uh cuz there's just
0: a lot of stuff happening in Florida I, right now i still maintain it should be the democratic people's republic of florida <laughs> i love the irony of that <laughs> democratic people's republic of florida okay yeah we'll go with that yeah i mean we can we can we can work on a, a pithier title i i agree there's got to be one out there but for for time being it's yeah
1: i don't want kim jong un to sue us in an international court of law,
0: <laughs> that'd be the worst worst court appearance of all time. But um, yeah, so it, it's funny. Um, <laughs> you brought up that you wanted to be you wanted to talk about Florida, and I'm, I'm terribly curious to hear what what you got uh, what you got for us. I got to quickly tag in here that. Um, I know shit is really getting bad in Florida because, uh, I have come back to a deluge of five article requests between the two, um, political action groups that I, uh, I write for, um, which are both aimed at, to be clear, protecting libraries and literacy nationwide. Except, I mean, the one is, is Florida specific, but, um, it has actually been the nationwide one that has come to me and said, Hey, I need you to write this article. I need you to write this article. I need you to write this article. I need you to write this. They are all about Florida. It's, like, whatever the hell is going on in Florida as far as, like, uh, libraries and literacy, um, and I say whatever the hell, like, I don't know. I i am painfully aware, but, like, my God, man, what is going on down there? Well, it's Florida,
1: so anything mm. Florida that's in the news is always going to be a little extra, right? Yeah. We touched on one thing recently when we were talking about environmental stuff. The water mm-hmm. is really hot down here that is very, <laughs> very difficult very hot water and insurance companies left and right are pulling out of the state which is very interesting this is super interesting yes because yeah. there was a news blurb about uh farmers home insurance pulling out of the state of florida and they had been just like the latest group there's actually several insurance companies that are not writing home insurance policies
0: for the state of florida anymore uh which i i have thoughts on like more broadly in terms of like the 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 corporate assholery of that um but also like i i kind of i'm not i'm not defending those, those companies i kind of get where they're coming from though because the state is just going to be subject to more and more disaster and it's actually it's it's bankrupting them isn't it well this is one of those climate change
1: effects that isn't talked about as much yeah and that is the way sure. it hits your wallet because mm-hmm. we are a country that across the board, generally speaking, we can afford to live in the face of climate change, where a lot of developing countries Mm. that are getting more dramatically impacted cannot. Yeah. So in Florida, we've got water on three sides. A lot of water, a lot of hot water. (laughs) Uh, Storms are going to hit us, and they're going to hit us hard. Hurricanes are going to continue to batter us. And people, you're part of the problem. Because your house gets destroyed and you're like, well, I'll just build build a new one right here. I I love the beach. Okay, sure. But there is a flaw in that plan. And one of the things you got to think about is if you no longer have a home insurance policy or you don't have a home insurance Mm -hmm. policy that will cover natural disasters like hurricanes anymore, you're setting yourself up for getting massively screwed in the future. It's just, it's an unfortunate fact. Yeah, I, I fact. think
0: the, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, I think the 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 uh, fallout of insurance companies pulling out of certain states or refusing to cover homes in certain states, um, especially as we enter what is predicted to be a pretty violent hurricane season, because the waters are so warm. You know, it's like hundred degree uh, temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean right now, which that's exactly the kind of uh uh that's exactly the kind of situation that that will lead to super super violent hurricanes um it, it's it's going to start wiping out uh like whole neighborhoods and and homes and people because they're they're uninsured or underinsured uh or um i mean like literally the insurance companies that back up insurance companies are going bankrupt because they're they're unable to front the money that like a farmer's insurance would need in order for farmer's insurance to actually cover all the damage that they they have to anyway. <clears throat> I think it's going to start le- leading to um like the the desertification of some of these beach towns because all it's going to take is one big nasty storm to come through and wipe a city out and when most people are again underinsured or uninsured and unable to rebuild their home uh I I actually I'm not sure that permanent capital will move in behind them and and rebuild the area. I I don't know that I believe that even something like a J.P. Morgan Chase or you know like one of the BlackRock uh, realty companies. I don't know that they'll even take the risk and go. Yeah, we can you know go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I was gonna say, and, and Florida has a like state insurance program for for homeowners, okay. but it's yeah, it's kind of a last oh. resort thing. It's it's not something gotcha. you'd. Ideally, want to do, but more and more companies yeah. leave. And because we're a free market economy, what does that mean? The few companies that remain are going to jack up their prices 112%, and then they still probably will not be able to cover the cost of damages. The other thing about Florida is they are remarkably uh, insurance litigious. Like you have people where mm. it is their job, their job is to get into fender benders in South Florida and then sue insurance to to settle for way too much money, which, say what you want about insurance companies, but that costs money, and that's money that yeah. they are having to pay out that they really shouldn't, and we have to pay for that. We have to cover the cost. I'm a great driver, according to my record. I am a great driver, <laughs> yeah. but my insurance yeah. still goes up year after year because it's the state of Florida.
0: Right. Yeah, um, and this is this is where Ryan does start to talk a little bit about corporate assholery. Um, like we we live in a society where it is required that you have homeowners insurance in order to get a mortgage, right? So if you un- unless you are buying your house cash, which ninety five percent of Americans cannot do that, we we don't have you know the cash on hand to to just buy a house outright. Um, but unless you're buying your, your house uh, in in cash. You're probably going to have a mortgage, which means that you need to have um, you, you need to have uh, insurance. And, and as insurance companies, because Florida is not the only state that uh, that insurance companies are pulling out of, like California, notoriously, because of their, their wildfires. It's getting harder and harder to find insurance that will operate in California as insurance companies pull out of certain states and basically say we, it's it's not profitable for us to be to operate like this. This is where I'm like, we we need we need some kind of government regulation. We need something to uh to, to rein this kind of behavior in because eventually what'll happen is that they'll just start pushing everybody inland, which might not be the worst thing in the world from the standpoint of um uh like getting away from some of these more disaster prone zones. But at the same time, do we really want insurance companies dictating where we're allowed to live because we can't get insured otherwise? Um, That, to me, does not sound like the kind of freedom and liberty that most people say that they want to be able to enjoy. And unfortunately, because of how uh, these insurance companies have a stranglehold on uh, on the way that we are able to live our lives, we're going to increasingly be in a space where insurance companies will dictate where Americans are allowed to build their lives.
1: And that's another segment called We Live in a Late-Stage Capitalist Hellscape
0: nuke mars (laughs) nuke mars solution to all our problems nuke mars i read a thing that said uh, let's make let's make mars uninsurable
1: i read a thing recently that's said uh, i think phobos is going to crash into mars
0: yeah yeah it's Uh, slowly falling towards it it'll relatively soon if it doesn't yeah like over the next couple of thousands of years um if it doesn't uh planet strike it will break up in atmo and uh, it'll create a ring, kind of like Saturn's ring. Saturn's rings are relatively new, um, and they used to be moons. That'd
1: be kind of cool, a Martian ring.
0: Yeah, Martian ring. I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be really neat. Uh, like e- even Saturn's ring will only be there uh, temporarily, um, and it's it's slowly breaking up. Like we're actually living at the perfect time to see Saturn's ring. We probably won't be around to see a Martian ring, um, but it's it it is it, on a cosmic scale in the fairly near future. Like Phobos is. It, it it already gets uh, like reshaped on a daily basis because of the tidal gravity of of Mars. Um, yeah, it's it's getting pulled apart. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Back to what it's the gravity, fuck, Florida? <laughs> WTF? What the Florida? Maybe what that's Florida. Your pithy. <laughs> there we go. What the Florida? <laughs> <Ba-da-ba-ba-da-da-da-pow>.
1: <laughs> so it's going to get more expensive to live here. Great job. Great job, everyone. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Our education system <laughs> can't get through that. This made big news. Uh, Ryan, my perception of slavery has completely been turned on its head. Did you know I, I don't that slavery wanna... was somewhat beneficial? Our kids are going to learn. My kid's going to learn just how beneficial slavery was for the slaves. Um. First of all, this statement in, its, in and of itself, uh, let, let, let's take a look at this statement. Slaves learned skills that were beneficial to them later when they were no longer slaves. Technically, this is true. If you were h- a h- slave h- blacksmith, a slave farmer, a slave cook or something, and then later you're not a slave and you could do that for money. Yeah, but
0: no fucking duh. N- n- no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're, 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 not, we're, not doing, we're not giving any moral equivocation to this. No, no, no. Um, because first of all... It's, so, I, it's such I, an I, asinine I, I statement. It's such an asinine statement to make. You're like,
1: <laughs> well, for the extent that that statement is worth,
0: sure, but no. Yeah, no. So I, I, the, the best take that I've heard on this so far is anytime you are beginning a statement with slavery was bad, but... You have already lost the argument. Like there is, there is no but. Slavery was bad. Full stop. We, for several hundred years, forced an entire population of people into a a, a degrading and dehumanizing practice where uh, they they had no fundamental freedoms. Um, this idea that uh, so first of all, part part of why I have such a problem with with this this way this curriculum is is phrased is one, it does suggest that there is essentially a moral line in the United States where slavery was kind of okay. and And again, let's be clear, slavery was not okay. It was never okay. It was one of the worst atrocities committed by our nation. We have committed a number of others, which I'd also like to talk about in just a moment, because I have a bad feeling we're coming up on a, the trail of tears was bad, but situation or the internment of Japanese people during World War II was bad but situation and and like we we cannot allow this ground to be given up. Um, also, on the face of it, if if you really even want to entertain the mathematics of this, you're talking about, The last, the very last generation of slaves who would have had skills that they could have gone on to quote-unquote use later in life, what about everybody that came 250 years prior to that, that were beaten, tortured, raped, all the terrible things that that were were done to slaves uh, again and again and again, they never had a quote-unquote chance to use their skills to better their life? And furthermore, that's actually still factually inaccurate in that the South very quickly enacted... Um, the Jim Crow legislation, or uh, you know, anti-black legislation, that made it impossible for slaves to actually, or former slaves, freedmen, to actually use the skills that they would have learned as a like all. Sorry, of, I, I don't all think of we're, it is I don't, fucking despicable.
1: I don't think we're allowed to to, to teach that in in school anymore. I, I don't think we're allowed to talk about that. Uh, Jim Crow was a beautiful bird that gave Dumbo a lot of crap for trying to fly um, yeah that that's that's I, all uh, that is that's <clears throat> that's
0: that's fine dude this is this is the everybody talks like everybody loves the quote those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it the United States is actively trying to rewrite its own history and and at a time where there's also a part of the population that wants us to come to grips with our history this is the the big problem that I have with all of this kind of legislation is, that it, it leans so hard into American exceptionalism, it basically denies that we have ever done anything wrong. And we have. And like we have said on this podcast before, the, my major frustration with the United States is not the state that it exists in, it's the potential that it has not yet lived up to. I think the promise and the idea of what the United States could be is phenomenal. There's, there, there really could be no other country in the world like it. However, this refusal... To look in the eye, the terrible things that we have done in the past, acknowledge them and say, "We did this. This was super fucked up, and we should never, never do something like this to any population ever again." The fact that we're trying to like justify aspects of slavery, get the fuck out of here. That's it's that's so beyond the pale. And that's I think we've seen the eternal
1: struggle with, uh, especially this campaign against woke ideology i would love you know oh my god i just had a thought ryan we've gotten a lot of listeners go ahead uh the desantis campaign is not doing so hot right now (laughs) we might be able to get we might be able to get him on here we might be able to get desantis you you
0: think we could get ron desantis on you want to do an an, uh, an interview with Ron desantis yeah
1: and i'll be like look i just want to give it to me straight don't don't give me the 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 campaign spiel i just want to know what is it about woke ideology that is so dangerous? What it, What is it that's so you know, dangerous? If, I, I've yet to hear a legitimate, uh, something that's not like a political talking point. Like, I want to hear someone actually tell me, one of these people actually tell me, what is the problem? What? What is it? Well, so what if, is the problem with the 1619
0: Project? If, if I may, um, I, I actually think I have an interesting... I hope I have an interesting talking point on this because this, this occurred to me this weekend watching the Barbie movie, of all things. Um, Go on. So, yeah, I I know, I know. I think the Barbie movie gets dangerously close to flirting with an actual salient point about uh, the dangers of treating a segment of society in a certain way for an extended period of time and what happens when that script gets flipped. Um, I, I don't think that it... I, I don't, in my opinion, I don't actually think that the Barbie movie fully accomplishes what it's what it really is setting out to be. But that's that's a conversation for another day. It, 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 part of the initial conflict is that the Kens in Barbie Land are kind of second class citizens, and the idea was to set them up as like the reverse, like in Barbie society, Barbies are president, Supreme Court. You know, they they hold all the political yeah. power, and it's and a comment on the, the patriarchy, companies. right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Ken learns about the patriarchy and he brings it back to Barbie land. And he now wants the patriarchy to rule there. And what's very interesting about that part of the movie is basically how hard he flips things the other way. This is the point that I actually think is where people see a quote unquote danger in woke. They, in in some part of their brain, they acknowledge that what has been done to subjugated societies like the slaves, uh, the the Native Americans, um, you know the Japanese, the Irish, like whoever it was that you know at some point throughout history was subjugated, pushed right now um, very much the LGBTQ and, and trans community. They acknowledge that what they have done to them is terrible and there is a fear that should they gain the political upper hand, that those communities will do the same thing back to them. and they are so afraid of what would happen. If suddenly they were the ones that were on the opposite side of the power struggle. Because I think deep in the brain of every individual who wants to fight the war on woke, they do understand that these things have that we have done to other people have been patently awful. And they are terrified of the idea of it being done to them. That's so what is. I think the war on woke is. So it is replacing Go ahead. theory. Yeah. I, I, I think it's... It, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's an acknowledgement of... We did some like it's it's a it, it is a it's in uh, involuntary acknowledgement of we did some really shitty things to some other people. And I don't want that to happen to me. Hmm. I, I love that. We're like we're very
1: aware of eye for an eye golden rule, all that stuff. And we're like, oh, no, no,
0: no. We don't want to be the other side of that. We don't want to be on the other side of it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I do. I think that any, um, I and, and there are there are aspects of like, um, I, I've even been discussing this with my my girlfriend, um, lately. I, I, there are some aspects of woke culture that I do think goes a little too far, and um, we we've now overgeneralized the definition of certain terms um, to a point that I think they've lost uh, a certain amount of meaning and impact, um, which actually helps the anti-woke movement, um. Yeah, I mean, in there's again, I I don't want to both sides this because I, I think that that's just muddy. But there there are extreme elements in both directions. But yeah, go ahead. Well,
1: woke has become a branding thing. Unfortunately, it has. Yeah, uh, just yeah, like yeah,
0: that's a good. You're yeah, you're you're right.
1: It's just like how Second Amendment enthusiasts found mental health as a brand to latch on to uh, to be like it's not guns, it's a call. mental
0: health. We've got a mental
1: health issue, and it was weaponized. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think we have That's a good
0: point the same kind of thing. So but I am. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good point.
1: But yeah, recently another uh, another group for DeSantis put out a redonkulous campaign video that had like the actual the one with Nazi symbolism. Yeah, in it. Like, Yeah, like so the, the I black just, sun. Yeah. And then he then his yeah. his whole campaign is like, we got to do the hard pivot. And I don't know. Uh, we should maybe just shoot our shot, see what happens.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be all about it. Um, he actually he put out he put out a campaign platform recently that I was like, you know, if this was your actual platform, you might have a shot because he talks about economic populism. And one of the things that he brings to the table is how over the last 20 years, um, like the bottom 90% of American citizens have made less than they did 20 years ago, whereas the top 10% have increased their wealth by trillions. That is a that is a politically dangerous talking point to the, to the Democratic Party. If Ron DeSantis could lean into that and show how he could actually make a difference in that space in, in terms of uh, unseating some of the wealthy and in making uh, being middle class economically viable again, he would be a very dangerous campaign prospect to the Democratic Party. But that's it's an interesting talking point. That's not what his campaign is vocalizing, though. Correct. Uh, if they, if, if the GOP would pivot
1: off of the anti-woke crusade and get more into the economic message, that's that's pretty much where they always devastate. Is because at the end of the yeah. day, we we it, care about putting food on our table. What what you know? If we're in a good economic place, then well, we can care about social like- issues.
0: Yeah, but that's where like blue drop, excuse me, blue dog Democrats used to do really well. Was you know they they spoke a language of uh, the working. Let's say it's like like the the Bruce Springsteen Democrat, right? Um, spoke a certain language that understood there is tremendous wealth inequality in, in in our current society. We're in an unsustainable place, and we need to do things that better the lower class, the working class, the middle class. Fuck the upper class; they're doing just fine. We need to focus on the seventy, the eighty, the ninety percent of uh, people in the United States who feel like they are living paycheck to paycheck. And um, for whatever reason, we we've leaned so hard into the culture war across the board. And and it's and it's not for it's not for lack of need. But I also think that we could walk and chew gum, right? I think that Democrats could put forth a message of we do need to rebalance some of like. Uh, the uh the the inequalities in society across the board we need to rebalance you know the social scale we need to rebalance uh, the economic scale um that's it that is a message that i think could do very very well you don't have to go full all in 100% on the culture shit um and that's that's where everybody seems to be leaning right now and it, and it's because the Democrats are doing it because they're they're basically being reactionary. They're they're letting uh, the Republican Party drive the narrative, and this is what the Republican Party's obsessed with.
1: Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. And then, last bit of Florida news. I want to end on a high note, like a good Go moment for, for Florida.
0: The Florida Highway Patrol
1: okay. won best looking cruiser in the U.S. contest with help from an alligator.
0: Oh. <laughs> yes, apparently
1: what? your state highway patrol uh, have a have a contest. Uh, of who has the most dope-looking vehicles uh, in each state. Oh my god! And Florida won, so they're going to get featured on the cover of the uh, Highway Patrol calendar for 2024. Now, I will say, this is a great photo.
0: I, I just pulled it up. I, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't deny it's, it's a good-looking photo.
1: It's a great photo, and without yeah. Tamale the alligator, this would be shit. I mean, but it'd just be a really car in a field. Yeah, yeah, he which does. is probably what Iowa did.
0: <laughs> Probably a car in a field. That sounds about right. I I mean it, it, their their cruisers are the uh the modern Charger, which um from that angle still makes the Charger look a little bit like a sports car. Like side on Chargers just like look like a car anymore. Which mm-hmm. uh, I mean I, that's fine I guess. But like from that low angle where you can see a little bit more of the sweep and it looks a little more like it has a proper fastback. Um, it looks sportier and meaner, and uh, yeah, with the gator there. It's, I mean, yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll give, uh, I'll give him kudos on this. It's, it's a good looking picture.
1: So good job, Florida. I actually want to see the entry for each state. <laughs> I want to see if, uh, like, which states are still rocking like an '86 Crown
0: Vic. <laughs> I think the Crown Vic has officially been supplanted. Unfortunately, I, I, I it, don't. Know it has. It, it, I think. It's I think gone. most companies are using. Yeah. Yeah, mo- most most companies are using modern. Um, I think it's, it it is mostly chargers, isn't it? It's it's. So, I see a lot of chargers and know. a lot of uh, Tauruses. Yeah,
1: the Taurus, really? Okay. Well,
0: yeah, I, I think it depends on your state. Your state either has like an agreement with Ford or um, Dodge. I don't is it, does Chevy have anything in the? Uh, I thought the Chevy running? had. I think it's one Ford Dodge. for a while, but it, yeah, it might just be Ford and Dodge now. Yeah, nobody has a Prius. Yeah. Nobody has a Prius. No, nobody's. I mean, you're just. You're not gonna run down anybody in a Prius, unfortunately. All right, Ryan. Uh, Yeah. Now I really
1: want. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. It's it's time to get off the what the fuck Florida moment. Let's talk about the big news. (laughs) Let's talk about the huge news. news. It's so big (laughs) and so terrible, my fellow Americans. So bad.
0: (laughs) That that like. Hey, like he sounds like a, f- a slowly deflating balloon when he does that voice, you know. <laughs> hey, it's never been done. Hey, I did never Home Alone too, and they all came after Anna. me. This is all because I didn't do enough for Kevin. <laughs> he, he like he, he 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 like slowly trails off, you know, where he's like the and this is, you you can't even imagine what these people are doing to me. You they're, so and they're not happening. coming after you. They're coming after you. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's enough Trump uh, impression. People, we probably like, I'm going to watch the uh, the impressions on this episode. I bet we just lost a bunch of listeners in that right there. People are just switching us all the way up. And they're like, oh, that's okay.
1: Yes, well, I've made it clear yeah, before. It. I think Trump is a piece of garbage. I, I have no respect for him as a
0: person. Right. So we're already going in here with that bias in place. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I, I think he is too. Um, it's still you know worthwhile talking about this uh, th- this particular um, indictment because I you know I, every, every time an indictment comes down, there is a this changes everything kind of mantra that, that like goes on in in the, no. the, the, the media space. Th- the problem is I think that this one would have changed everything if it had come two years ago. You know, if this had come very directly on the heels of the actual January 6th incident, this might have had the, the kind of like um, political poison to really damage Trump. as Like when he was already polling at his lowest just out of office, if he'd been hit with this, I think he might have been a DOA candidate. But at this point, it's only going to strengthen him. Like in terms of this changes everything. Yeah, it changes everything in that it's going to galvanize even more support behind him, and there's no way he doesn't become the uh, the the nominee. Not, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be charged because of that, but that is going to be the political fallout. So to recap, Trump is facing an indictment regarding using
1: money to hush up Stormy Daniels. There was there there was yep. something. Uh, inappropriate going on there. Uh, then he got indicted for the classified documents situation, and now he's been indicted. Which is
0: probably the most that one. That one has the oh, yeah. biggest
1: chance of doing anything. Uh, I, I
0: think that one is the most
1: open shut. Yes. Yeah. And now he's been indicted in relation to the January sixth assault on the Capitol. I am right. very interested to see how this one plays out. I think honestly, this is probably the weakest of the
0: three indictments i'm i'm gonna say that the stormy daniels case is probably the weakest um that's that's because i i I, I, No because
1: the government cares about where money comes from and where it goes that's why (laughs) i said it it might have
0: a stronger case than than this january 6th one this one's really interesting and and like as as a prosecutor i understand why jack smith has been going after like war criminals uh and uh, like the way he writes his indictments is he basically he he does he, he does what eminem does at the end of eight mile he takes everything that he thinks you're going to say about the case and includes it in his indictment so that it's like oh well well that sucks because one of the very uh, most of this is about like um, the kind of uh, the kind of messaging that the Trump campaign put out in advance of January six. It doesn't actually have to do as much with the events of January six itself. It's it's more about the messaging that came before and the attempts to um, badger like certain states into changing their their votes and or electors. Uh, and one of the things that Jack Smith goes out of his way to say is lying about an election is protected. Under the First Amendment, seeking to change the results of, a, of the election is protected. However, there is a point beyond which it is no longer protected. And like lying about an election is no longer protected speech if you're trying to galvanize action behind it. Like you can get up on any public stage and say, this election was stolen. That's protected free speech. You can you can do that. When you try and affect an outcome of something, that's where, it, it, and like the, the way that I like built this idea up in my head and, and tried to, to try and explain it is, if I grind up cornmeal and put it in a pill and say, this cures cancer, I'm allowed to do that. If I grind up cornmeal, put it in a pill and say, this cures cancer, pay me money and I guarantee you your cancer will go, go away. That's now a crime. That's fraud because it's not, it's not going to, right? And I am trying to affect an outcome with with my speech so uh, anyway i actually think that he did a, a a the on page two of the indictment does a pretty good job of cutting out the knees of this is all protected political speech it's it's not you you can lie about election outcomes you cannot do it in the advancement of trying to affect a different outcome it's not a lie if you believe it but the thing is is that they have him like in quotes dead to rights that he knew he didn't win like, there are a lot of quotes in the actual indictment that he admits he knew he didn't win. He didn't fucking care. So, yeah, it's it, 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 that would have probably been his best defense of, look, he believed this to be true. It, he wasn't lying. But the the uh, mountain of evidence that he was presented that he did not win and some actual admissions of it. Uh, like, one of the quotes that they, they have him is him saying to Pence when Pence was like sir i i don't have the power to like override the um th- this outcome trump said you're too honest yeah well if, if if that's the case then you're acknowledging that there is a lie being had here right like that's that is a tacit admission that yeah we're lying about this um, but i just want you to lie could be or he could just
1: be making a random non-related judgment about pence's character an inadvertent ringing endorsement for Pence. Like Pence hates the gays, but he's honest.
0: But he's honest. Yeah. Think about <laughs> it, it, GOP seriously. voters. Uh, I
1: want. I want to talk I, a I, little bit. Go ahead. I w- I want to talk briefly about. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think his name is William Hurd. This this man <laughs> yeah. running. You know, one of the GOP contenders that uh, we basically saw him.
0: One of the 3,622 people running for president in the GOP party?
1: Roughly. Well, I watched him mm-hmm. because the World okay. Cup signal cut out. So I switched over to C-SPAN <laughs> for a second. Lovely. <laughs> That's where we are on excitement levels. <laughs> the U.S. struggling in the World <laughs> Cup and C-SPAN. Uh, William Hurd Yep. had a lovely speech, and then he- Okay. Bold campaign suicide on live television, and I thought that was very
0: interesting. Oh yeah, when when he said to a crowd of Trump supporters, uh, he's and this was in Iowa. We, you we don't, can't you say this in yes. Iowa. That was bold as shit. I actually that give was, William Heard a lot of credit for for that. Well, because he's someone that looks like
1: he has a modicum of integrity. I think he does, and his I, I want to believe it. I was like his speech. It sounded good. It sounded sane. It sounded reasonable. It sounded like something yes. you could have a discussion about. And then he yes. he he brought up Big Don, and he flat out tells this crowd that Donnie J is running simply to stay out of prison, dude. So first of all, here's, I disagree. Here's, That's not why no, Donnie is running. Donnie's not running to stay You're, out of jail. You don't think so? No, I think he planned to run again regardless. Okay. But now he has even more fire to make sure he. He wins the nomination and wins and yep. uh, becomes president because then, yes, he will have certain power over the Justice Department and could conceivably make all this stuff go away, which is so fucked up, by the way. But that's another thing. Uh, that's a whole other. So I do disagree with his comment on that front. But
0: also, dude, you do not say that. Not Well, and so this was. This, this was an interesting point in his speech is one thing that he says in the lead up to that is leaders need to be honest with their constituents, even when that truth is uncomfortable to hear. And that's when he said, listen, I I know that you don't want to hear this, but Trump is a criminal. And again, I, I, I probably disagree with 90 percent of the um, like political platforms that Will Hurd would bring to the table as a president. I am... I am, again, I don't want William Hurd as president, but I would rather face him in a presidential election because even if he beat Joe Biden, I don't think that somebody like him would fundamentally damage the democracy of the United States, whereas I do believe that a lot of the other candidates that are running would do so. I think Hurd is actually engaging in kind of an interesting strategy here where there's a good chance... Some Well, actually, no, because most of these court cases are going to take place after the primaries and Trump will already have it like buttoned up. I I think that some of these guys are trying to like angle for if Trump support all of a sudden collapses, where are they going to draw independent support? William Hurd is somebody that could draw immense independent support. There are enough people that really dislike Biden as a candidate that they would flip to Hurd or somebody like him in the event of uh, him... Uh, in the event of trump just suddenly going away but the the chances of that are vanishingly slim
1: yeah so to do that at this stage of the campaign i don't think it was a smart savvy political move but it was
0: a move of human decency but and i was like all right all right that was nice it it was but like josh in, in terms of making a smart politically savvy move in in the gop primary i mean honestly what move do you have left and and i don't i don't say that like um like Uh, chidingly or patronizingly i I mean this unironically trump's lead over all of the gop candidates is so mountainous what is the lane like at what do you do in a as a as a political operative in in the republican party that would be a smart political move that you could peel his supporters away because his supporters they are ride or die at this point and they they would literally watch him kill some.
1: Yeah, go ahead. This is my biggest mind fuck. Is I don't get this mentality. I don't get it, and I know I keep going back to morality has no place in politics. Da da da. da. But these are people that either a they think that the entire federal government is wrapped around Biden's pinky and is just about mm. stopping Trump. Like they think all this yeah. stuff is bogus. Da 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 da. da. They don't think yeah. he did it. Which that's one side of crazy. That. If you arguing it is, you know, just banging your head against the wall. But then there are people who yeah. see this, acknowledge it, and they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, he did all these terrible things. Yeah, he he took classified secrets and potentially well, showed it to, you know,
0: enemy states. So, so what, do you not care? So just to, well, to, And to push back on that, just according to some polling, and, and we can debate the veracity of polling, uh, you know, at some other point. But oh according God, to a poll- lot of polling, Republican primary voters don't believe, by and large, don't believe the charges. So there is a segment of people that see the charges and acknowledge them and don't care. But that is a pretty slim population. Most, most Republican primary voters simply do not believe he is guilty of anything at all. They just do not believe that he is guilty of the the crimes that he's been indicted for. So um that's where it like at least that piece of the support comes from is they just don't think that he's done anything wrong. It's it's not that they see it and they're like yeah he did it wrong I don't care. There are some voters like that. Most of them truly but also Josh most of them most Republican primary voters believe that the last election absolutely was stolen. They believe that it was rigged. They believe that Trump was in the right to do the things that he did, which is why they don't believe that he is guilty of anything. So when, when you start looking at it through the prism of they believed the last election, stolen, rigged, was not a fair election. When you look at it through that lens, the support for Trump makes a little bit more sense. No, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> that, that is my rebuttal. Uh, you know how much of the voter fraud, by the way, coming out of 2020, most of the voter fraud that has been caught came from the fucking
0: right side? Yes. It yep. That's that. That is insane. But that's something they don't want to hear. But it's true. Well, and it's it, it, it's the it, it goes back to the every um, every accusation is a projection. So um, it's this sort of mentality of we're doing it. So they must be doing it even worse. Um, I'm going to bring up a really uncomfortable topic here for 30 seconds to use this as an example because a lot of like the right is focused on the gay and trans community and and they're they're accusing them all all of being groomers Um, research shows that 75 percent of child abusers and child sexual abusers 75 percent of them are white males who are married in a uh, in, a, in a a straight relationship, in a, uh, in a heterosexual relationship. These are married white men. 75% of them are the ones that perpetuate these crimes. 36% of them know the child that they have had that inappropriate contact with. So the mass majority of people perpetuating sexual crimes against children are straight, white, married males. So in, again, in their mind, they're like, well, we're diddling the kids. So the gays must be doing it even worse. Like that's, that's the mentality. It's it. it I feel like it's gotta be a similar mentality with, um, voter fraud is they're like, well, we know we're screwing with the vote. So if we're doing it, they must be doing it even worse. And even though we're doing it, it's okay because they're doing it lots and lots more than, than we are. They must be. Um, there's no way that our cheating could be overcome unless they were really cheating. Um, <laughs> and and this is hard enough exactly and this is this even goes back to our earlier topic of talking about like the moral equivocation of slavery where there's like a yeah we did it but to to it all you know and so i think that the yeah the the actual evidence of voter fraud that has come out all shows overwhelmingly it going in the direction of republican candidates and that's where there's there's just even more um it is it, it, it is a lot of people at, at this point, it feels like a lot of people just stuffing their fingers in their ears and going la, 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 la. They don't want to hear the truth because the truth does not comport with the reality that they want to live in. And that's, um, that's unfortunate. We will have to talk another time uh, about various media outlets and
1: which ones are largely uh, trustworthy and not. Uh, yeah. Listeners, you know how I feel about the Fox Entertainment Network, but yeah. we we'll have to have a more in-depth discussion because the left is as guilty
0: of it in in terms of news media well, uh, so h- hang on so i want to i want to touch on cuz again i do not like both sides in this i think that the 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 kind of coverage that has come out of the fox news entertainment network is far more insidious than on other platforms and and and, and here's why we'll I'll, we'll touch on this and then we'll save the full discussion for another day Fox News was designed for narrative purposes. It was invented because of Richard Nixon being taken down by... It. Basically, Murdoch looked at, at Nixon falling out of power and going, if there had been a media uh, machine that covered this differently, he never would have had to have resigned. And I, I think that Trump is the, the true realization of that 50-year effort. Media on the left or media that has a, a left, like, lean, I, I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely there. And, and there are definitely, like, especially some of the nighttime hosts at, at, at MSNBC, lean far more left than, uh, you know, just basically slightly left of center. The, the problem is, is that if you look at, <laughs> if you look at reporting of fact, simply reporting fact, almost all organizations are going to fall center-left, because of the the way that that f- fact is reported, fact in science. So the idea that like m- most media organizations are left, and you know that's why we need Newsmax and and Fox News to balancing out. It's it's like well no, if everybody just reported facts, it would still be slightly center left in terms of how most people would would view would view the news. Um, narrative skew is much heavier on some than than others, but like. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to have a deeper discussion about that and explore some of
1: your news outlets that are less biased than others because they exist. Believe it or not, they exist. They're They're out there. And the truth is they're just not profitable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, They don't (laughs) make shit.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, One last thing I want to say before we get out of here, Ryan. Um, I feel yeah. like this. This is another place where my governor dropped the fucking ball. Do you remember? <laughs> well, do you remember a few months back this this environmental report that came out said uh, the emissions from gas stoves and the like is very oh dangerous. Oh my god! Yeah. And the second that report came out, Desantis like led the charge on the right side, being like, "They're not taking our stoves," which is not as powerful a statement as they won't take our guns. But I just love the idea of like the military coming in being like, "Give up the stove and you're like chained to your stove and you're like, make me communist." Uh, Jesus this this just happened. this just happened. I just learned about this It's so left field.
0: Um, okay incandescent light bulbs, most incandescent light bulbs are now banned. So can I can I tell so, First of all, I I agree that we need to be going to. L- I have LED bulbs in my home that I have literally had for ten years, and they're still going still going strong. Like ten yeah. years of constant. The LED bulbs are fucking great. Can I tell you why why I'm in pissed off about the incandescent bulb law? Go ahead. What am I gonna put in my lava lamp? Get a new lava lamp. No no no. no. It, it requires the heat of the incandescent bulb in order to melt the the wax to lava. LED bulbs don't heat up like that. Like wh- what am I gonna do? Wh- what am I gonna do with my lava lamp, man? I'm. I'm, I'm lost you're gonna have to get a
1: faux lava lamp where I, it's just a projection of the thing that's that's not fun i'm okay i'm, so, I'm, I'm like kind of upset about this law but anyway go, all, all, <laughs> go all, joke, ahead. all jokes aside there are gonna be a yeah, lot yeah, of people yeah. legitimately like that though they're gonna be like oh but what about my like totally inconsequential thing right yeah and again this says most so yep. bulbs that would fit something like a lava lamp or uh, like wax diffusers or something like that, I'm pretty sure you're still going to be able to get those. Mm. But in terms of mass market light bulbs, okay, I, yeah. I guarantee, you know, because of the cost and everything, most people have probably switched mm-hmm. to the LEDs by now anyway because yeah. they're readily available. You know, they're like less than a dollar for a bulb. It's mm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's fine. This is largely a nothing issue. But It is the environmental angle that was on this, they were like, oh, it's an energy thing. It's going to reduce energy. And I'm like, well, I'm, I, uh, I I want to see the logic on that. How How much does the complete <laughs> eradication of incandescent light bulbs really impact our environment? I'm curious because I don't know. Like
0: from materials I- to production to energy usage, I'm curious i i really had to to think through that as well because i was like I, is it the bulb itself that i mean i guess if you're um if the bulb uses less energy and you have a nationwide switch to bulbs that use less energy that probably has some impact on on but i i think in in my head what i eventually spun it up to is they it must just be about producing less bulbs overall because they last so fucking long they like they almost don't burn out um so I I have to believe that a lot of it comes down to, yeah, they're just they're just producing fewer bulbs. But that was something my, my governor should have caught wind of
1: and rallied behind. Should have gotten right on top of Florida that. Florida yeah. doesn't need these woke LED shit bulbs. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Lowe's <laughs> and Home Depot. Way, we well, come after you. No, that's more JFK. Um, I can't do a DeSantis impression. I, I don't have a DeSantis impression. He's
0: a little nasally that's and high. He's so, he's so bland, yeah. he he really like i'm trying to uh, if the guy is not wearing white thigh high rubbers i'm just not interested the thigh high rubbers is one of the best things i've ever seen (laughs) Uh. we do not need these woke light bulbs in our homes and schools like that's i feel like that's as close as i can get to yeah desantis I'd, i'd have to take some time to like really anyway we, we said that the, the listeners said that they wanted shock jock voice. Nobody said that they wanted these other impressions, but we haven't pulled <laughs> that yet. So that's true. Do you like <laughs> shitty
1: impressions of politicians? Let <laughs> us know.
0: <laughs> Guess that voice uh, is our it. lowest rated segment. Guess that voice might be our lowest rated segment. Well, we'll, we'll look into it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that's what I've got for the episode, Ryan. Is there anything
1: else you want to want to touch on real quick or should we save till next week?
0: I mean, I think at this point we're we're gonna save it till uh, till next week because there's definitely a lot more that I'd I'd like to touch on. But uh, I think at this point, um, I, I think I think we've uh, we've covered quite a bit. Um, I'm I'm feeling good about uh, everything that we have gone over. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a a good place to leave it for now. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, it's been a been a fun one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. Remember, uh, there's still a little bit of time to get your donations in. For the yes. uh, bearded villains of Indy, the the plane pole.
0: If you, you... Nine more days. And, and since this episode will drop with time left, I'm going to put the, the link to it in the show notes one more time just so that uh, everybody – because by the time this episode comes out, it will be uh, the 7th. There will still be five days available for people to make donations. And so um, the, uh, the, the outlink for that will be in the show notes.
1: And remember, if you do make a d- donation, comment. Let us know.
0: Yes, please.
1: Ryan is rolling in cash so he is matching I, every donation
0: that's uh, rolling in cash isn't quite the the uh, matching every donation up to an additional hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> <so. laughs> Yeah, let's let's be clear about expectations. Like, I can I can match some, but like, there's there's going to be a point where if somebody comes in and, and pops five hundred dollars in there, I I might have to t- you know like sell a couple of things.
1: Did I tell you the story? I'll, I'll say this and then we'll go. Uh, did I tell okay. you the story <laughs> about when I was in Nashville in a bar in Nashville and I learned that Free Bird is a thousand dollar song? Yes. Did I yes. talk about that? Uh, on if here? you want to okay.
0: request, yeah, if you want to request it from like the 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 dueling pianos, right?
1: yeah well no this was just a guy with a guitar but he learned oh, because so oh, many people right, bullshit right. request freebird that he started putting a price cap on it but he had to keep raising the that's cap because right. people would make it they'd be like oh it's a hundred dollars <laughs> if you want me to do free bird and then they would pay him a hundred he's like shit uh I so mean, it's a thousand dollar request yeah it's great he's like nobody's paid a grand yet and i was like god i, I, I wish i had disposable income
0: you know what though as 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 a business person i'm like well now you've priced yourself out of your your market like i would actually bring the because if you're busking and somebody's willing to pay you 500 dollars on a regular basis to play freebird play freebird for 500 bucks but it's got to be an exhausting song to play it's a long song but uh i mean you're talking about eight minutes of effort uh for 500 dollars i there are i'd 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 take that
1: i paid 20 for black betty it was great no regrets. No, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, that's the episode. All right, we'll we'll, we'll call it there. <laughs> Thank you for listening. See you next week. We'll
1: see you next week on Morning Radio. TBD. Bonus one
0: for you. Uh, that's what the people want.